0: Welcome to the Corona of Thorns podcast, I'm Father Peter Swans, and today is the Feast of St. Mary of the Cross, MacKillop. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all.
1: And with your spirit.
0: To prepare ourselves, let us acknowledge our sins. May Almighty God have mercy on us, forgive us our sins, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Lord have mercy.
1: Lord have mercy.
0: Christ have mercy.
1: Christ have mercy.
0: Lord have mercy.
1: Lord have mercy.
0: Glory to God in the highest,
1: and, and on, on earth peace to people, to people of good will.
0: We, we praise you, you, we bless you, you we adore you, adore you we, we glorify you. you, we give you thanks for your great glory. glory. You You alone alone are the Most High, Jesus Christ, Christ, with with the Holy Spirit, in the glory of God God the the Father. Amen. Let us pray. O God, source of all goodness, who have shown us in St. Mary a woman of faith living by the power of the cross, teach us, we pray, by her example, to live the gospel in changing times, and to respect and defend the human dignity of all in our land through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever.
2: Amen.
3: A reading from the first book of Kings. And then the word of the Lord came to Elijah, Up and go to Zarephath, a Sidonian town, and stay there. I have ordered a widow there to give you food. So he went off to Sidon. And when he reached the city gate, There was a widow gathering sticks. Addressing her, he said, Please bring me a little water in a vessel for me to drink. She was setting off to bring it when he called after her. Please, he said, bring me a scrap of bread in your hand. As the Lord your God lives, she replied, I have no baked bread, but only a handful of meal in a jar and a little oil in a jug. I am just gathering a stick or two to go and prepare this for myself and my son to eat, and then we shall die. But Elijah said to her, Do not be afraid. Go and do as you have said. But first, make a little scone of it for me and bring it to me, and then make some for yourself and for your son. For thus the Lord speaks, the God of Israel. Jar of meal shall not be spent jug of oil shall not be emptied, before the day when the Lord sends rain on the face of the earth. The woman went and did as Elijah told her, and they ate the food, she, himself, and her son. The jar of meal was not spent, nor the jug of oil emptied, just as the Lord had foretold through Elijah. The Word of the Lord.
2: Thanks be to God. My soul clings to you, your right hand holds me fast. My soul clings to you, your right hand holds me fast. O God, you are my God, for you I long, for you my soul is thirsting. My body pines for you, like a dry weary land without water. My soul clings to you, your right hand holds me fast. So I gaze on you in a sanctuary, to see your strength and your glory. For your love is better than life. My lips will speak your praise. My soul clings to you. Your right hand holds me fast. So I will bless you all my life. In your name I will lift up my hands. My soul shall be lifted as with a banquet. My mouth shall praise you with joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand holds me fast. On my bed I remember you. On you I muse through the night. For you have been my help, in the shadow of your wings I rejoice. My soul clings to you, your right hand holds me fast. A reading from a letter of St. Paul to the Colossians. You are God's chosen race, his saints, he loves you, and you should be clothed in sincere compassion, in kindness and humility, gentleness and patience. Bear with one another, forgive each other as soon as a quarrel begins. The Lord has forgiven you. Now you must do the same. Over all these clothes to keep them together and complete them, put on love. And may the peace of Christ reign in your hearts, because it is for this that you were called together as parts of one body. Always be thankful. Let the message of Christ, in all its richness, find a home with you. Teach each other and advise each other in all wisdom. With gratitude in your heart, sing psalms and hymns and inspired songs to God. And never say or do anything except in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father
3: through Him. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Alleluia, Alleluia. 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 Many women were there by the cross, watching from a distance, the same women who had followed Jesus and looked after Him. Alleluia. Alleluia.
0: The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
0: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew.
1: Glory to you, O Lord.
0: Jesus said to his disciples, I'm telling you not to worry about your life and what you are to eat, nor about your body and how you are to clothe it. Surely life means more than food and the body more than clothing. Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than they are? Can any of you, for all his worrying, add one single cubit to his span of life? And why worry about clothing? Think of the flowers growing in the fields. They never have to work or spin. Yet, I assure you that not even Solomon in all his regalia was robed like one of these. Now, if that is how God clothes the grass in the field, which is there today and thrown into the furnace tomorrow, Will he not much more look after you, you men of little faith? So do not worry. Do not say, what are we to eat, what are we to drink, how are we to be clothed? It is the pagans who set their hearts on all these things. Your heavenly Father knows you need them all. Set your hearts on his kingdom first and on his righteousness, and all these other things will be given you as well. So do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Each day... There's enough trouble of its own. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, happy Feast of St Mary
0: of the Cross, MacKillop. I think we have a special claim on her, you know, being the first Australian saint and, you know, for now at least, being the only Australian saint, I'm sure she prays for all of us. You know, one of the things that's kind of interesting about um, St. Mary of the Cross MacKillop is that, you know, she didn't just busy herself with schools. Um, You know, one of the famous sayings that always gets pulled out um, with respect to St. Mary of the Cross is that uh, never see a need without doing something about it. Um, And it was certainly, you know, a saying of hers, but, but definitely a dictum by which she lived her life. Because, you know, in addition to, you know, the network of schools that she founded, you know, she was always concerned for the poor, the underprivileged, the marginalized. If it needed doing, she did it. But you don't get a sense of someone who was sort of frenetic or all over the shop or just this crazy whirlwind, but someone who was really docile to the movement of the Holy Spirit, that she really was... Focused on one thing, on the will of God. You know, in the divine office, the the cycle of um, prayers and readings that priests and religious pray every day, um, we're given a a little extract today from the uh, writings of St. Mary MacKillop. Let me just quote it to you. This is what she says. To me, the will of God is a dear book which I'm never tired of reading, which is always Some new charm for me. Nothing is too little to be noticed there. Gives us a bit of an insight into the spirituality of St. Mary of the Cross, MacKillop, I think. The Will of God is a dear book that I'm never tired of reading. A book that she goes back to over and over again, thumbing through the pages, finding something new there every single time. Nothing too little to be noticed there, she says. You definitely get a sense that the will of God for her is a daily affair. It's it's hour by hour, it's minute by minute. That God is leading her; that He's drawing her forward. How fitting it is then that we have, uh, you know, the first reading about the widow of Zarephath, who, extending her hospitality to the prophet Elijah, also receives the great care of God, because Mary MacKillop certainly was one who extended hospitality to those whom God sent to her. And then, of course, how fitting that we have the gospel, where Jesus says to his disciples, you know, don't worry about your life, what you to eat, what you to wear, that God will care for you, that it's part of his providence, that it's part of his will, that you would be his own. And you you get then that last line from our Lord Jesus, right? Set your hearts on the kingdom first and on its righteousness and all these other things will be given you as well. Focus your heart on God's will and everything else falls into place. It's that dear book that Mary MacKillop would read, even to the smallest detail. So this love for the will of God and this incredible trust that she has in divine providence isn't just something theoretical. Um, in the life of Mary MacKillop, you, you see it becomes eminently practical because the kind of poverty that she embraced, the kind of trust that she placed in God that he would provide, that he would give her and her sisters everything that they needed To live and to accomplish the mission is something that brought them such tremendous joy. And yet the world would expect that this would cause them nothing but worry and anxiety. If you haven't got the security of wealth, of power and influence, then surely you feel nothing but vulnerable. And surely that causes nothing but worry but you see exactly the opposite in, in St. Mary of the Cross and in those first days of her order. I suppose, you know, famously, St. Mary of the Cross MacKillop is known as the saint who was excommunicated. Uh, and I tell you what, when when you read some of her correspondence about how she reacted or how she felt when Bishop Sheel um, here in Adelaide uh, excommunicated her this is where you really see mary mackillop kind of coming into her own and and really embracing the gospel which we hear today this this loving trust and this unwillingness to give over to worry and anxiety here this is this is how she described it this is in her own words i really felt like one in a dream I seemed not to realize the presence of the bishop and priests. I know I did not see them, but I felt, oh, such a love for their office, a love, a sort of reverence for the very sentence which I then knew was being in full force passed upon me. I did not know how to describe the feeling, but I was intensely happy and felt nearer to God than I had felt before the sensation of the calm, beautiful presence of God, I shall never forget. How extraordinary. I mean, pause for a moment and consider what's going on for Mary MacKillop. Being excommunicated, not only was she being turfed out of the order that she'd founded, she was being turfed out of the church from which she looked for salvation. She was now experiencing the rejection of the church, which she loved and served. And yet, she experiences in this moment not anxiety and worry, not not panic or anger or resentment. Instead, she feels the calm, beautiful presence of God. Now, that is trust. That's Mary MacKillop knowing that even that darkest and most confusing of days was written in that dear little book, and the Lord had not lost control. In actual fact, it almost seems to produce the opposite effect in Mary MacKillop. Precisely because it was this darkest of days, she knew with even greater clarity and greater strength that God was certainly there. So, hey, maybe I'm talking mainly to, you know, the Victorians right now. You feel a little excommunicated? Maybe a little bit? And, you know, I think for the rest of us in, in, in Australia, there's, there's an increased sense of, of foreboding. And, you know, we're all just kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop right now. Um, let's take a leaf out of uh, St. Mary of the Cross MacKillop's book. The book, which is God's holy will for us. He provides. He knows what he's doing. And perhaps like Mary MacKillop, even in these dark and confusing times, that this actually becomes the sign that God is present. Even when she was being separated from the church that she loved and the church which was the means by which she drew close to God, nonetheless, she set her heart first on his kingdom and on his righteousness, on right relationship with him. And after that, What have I got to worry about? God loves you more than the birds of the air and the grass in the fields. Jesus said to his disciples, Do not worry. Do not say, What are we to eat? What are we to drink? How are we to be clothed? It's the pagans who set their hearts on these things. Your heavenly Father knows you need them all. Set your hearts on his kingdom first and on his righteousness And all these other things will be given you as well. So don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. And now let's together profess our faith by praying the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the the Father Father Almighty,
1: Creator creator of of heaven heaven and
0: earth, and and in in Jesus Christ, Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by by the Holy Spirit, the resurrection of the body, and and life everlasting. Amen. At the Saviour's command, and formed by divine teaching, we dare to say, Our Father, who art in heaven, heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass trespass against us.
1: and unite myself wholly to you. Never permit me to be separated from you. Amen.
0: The Lord be with you.
1: And with your spirit.
0: May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Go in peace.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: And we finish by praying Pope Francis' prayer to Mary during the coronavirus pandemic. O Mary, you shine continuously on our journey as a sign of salvation and hope. We entrust ourselves to you, health of the sick. At the foot of the cross, you participated in Jesus' pain with steadfast faith. You, salvation of the Roman people, know what we need. We are certain that you will provide, so that as you did in Cana of Galilee, joy and feasting might return after this moment of trial, help us, Mother of Divine Love, to conform ourselves to the Father's will and to do what Jesus tells us. He who took our sufferings upon himself and bore our sorrows to bring us through the cross to the joy of the resurrection. Amen. We seek refuge under your protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our pleas we who are put to the test, and deliver us from every danger, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. Thanks for praying with us, and may God bless you abundantly, so that this day may give glory to God the Father.